the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I travel. It's time for the Don Crow Show, right here from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show. Hey, 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 how you doing, folks? Hello there. Welcome to the Don Crow Show. Daily conversation, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6, right here on WAVA, on what I call matters that matter. Things going on you and I want to talk about, but the whole point is let's talk about it, get informed, but then get involved. Find positive, life-affirming ways to make a difference. Always great when you're with us. No fun when you're not here, as a matter of fact. And today, we're especially delighted and honored to be able, through the magic of simulcast, to share a program in Tampa. Uh, sitting in for my Salem colleague, Bill Bunkley, host of the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910, and FM 102.1 in Tampa. So, Tampa folks, honored to have you with us. And coming up on today's show, uh, several things we want to get into. Dr. Michael Brown will be with me a little later to talk about some questions for Senator Cory Booker. Uh, Booker. Uh, now, the New Jersey Democrat uh, kind of took on CIA Director Mike Pompeo over his nomination to become Secretary of State. And uh, pretty strong words saying he didn't think that uh, because of Pompeo's strong religious convictions regarding certain issues, such as marriage and so on. He wasn't fit to serve in that office. So we're going to get into that and get Michael's take on it. As a matter of fact, he had a column on it. Some questions he would have for Mr. Booker that I think are worth considering. James Carafano, before then, from the Heritage Foundation, will join me in a few minutes to talk about the latest uh, gas attack, if you will, chemical uh, chemical weapons attack used by Barsar al-Assad in Syria against his own people, sadly not the first time he's done it. The United States and others saying we want it to be the last time. And so we're going to talk about that with Jim Carafano from Heritage coming up a little later as well. Also, you just heard at the top of our news here regarding a brother in Turkey who has now been in prison, I think about 16 months Uh, accused of things that uh, he totally denies, and there's no evidence that, in fact, he's guilty of any any of the things that he's been charged with. We're going to talk about that with our good friend, Congressman Frank Wolf, former congressman from Virginia, who is now a distinguished fellow with the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, an organization focusing in on persecution of Christians and other Human rights, human rights violations around the world. So just some of the things we'll talk about today. Cairo, AP story. Egypt's top mufti has issued a fatwa 
or a religious decree saying that buying Facebook likes is prohibited under Islam because it's a form of fraud and deception. Grand Mufti Shaki Alam regularly apparently issues all sorts of fatwas, usually in response to questions by Muslims seeking religious guidance in matters related to even the most trivial issues. Uh, and uh, the questions are asked of uh, the Dar al-Ifah, the Sunni Muslim institution in charge of religious rulings, mainly based on the Quran and the sayings of uh, their prophet Muhammad. And the Mufti posted on the institution's Facebook page earlier this week that it is religiously prohibited to pay someone to click a like on a promotion, uh, saying it's deceptive and citing even the Prophet Muhammad saying, he who deceives is not of us. Now, if there's not an irony there in that statement, I don't know where there would be one. Uh, On a lighter note, uh, we try to take slices of life every now and then, not often enough with all the seriousness in the news of the day, but this one caught my attention, a Reuters story out of Durham, North Carolina. You want tarantula with that or what? U.S. Burger Joint is offering it as an option. I kid you not. Kristen Barnaby, self-described arachnophobe, uh, found a way to overcome what she dreads by going to this uh, burger joint. 27-year-old said at the Bull City Burger and Brewery, I'm going to eat my fear, tucking tucking into a hamburger topped with a crunchy, full-grown, oven-roasted tarantula, and yes, a side of fries as well. Uh, apparently, this tarantula burger, a feature of the uh, restaurant's April Exotic Meat Month, uh, which in the past six years, uh, I'm just saying, where's PETA when you need them, right? I mean, don't tarantulas have rights? Uh, over the past six years, this restaurant, I guess you could call it that, burger joints, what they call it, has featured iguana, alligator. I wish you could see my producer's face. Uh, camels, python, turtle, and various and sundry insects. And tarantulas making their debut after the uh, restaurant owner, Seth Gross, read about how they've become a street food staple in Cambodia, uh, where they are mixed with salt and sugar and then cooked. And he said in an interview, I just thought this would be a great way to really teach about (laughs) about diversity. Oh, yes, indeed. In fact, I know Bob Bernie was with you yesterday from uh, Bob Bernie Live up in Columbus, Ohio. Bob and I have a lot of good memories together, one of which was traveling with the Bible League to Cambodia, of all places, back, I think it was probably 2003. And I imagine Bob would remember it as I do. Uh, the, the good folks at the Bible League were so gracious, uh, so uh, hospitable. I mean that most sincerely. Great leaders there. Uh, their Bible League director for the country of Cambodia himself a former Buddhist monk who had come to Christ some years ago and just a a great witness for Christ and a wonderful host as well. But I will still remember to my dying day uh, the mental picture of a bowl full of fried black spiders, roasted, I should say, roasted black spiders uh, that uh, they so graciously and very sincerely offered us as a snack at our noon lunch. I must admit I passed. 
But uh, there were a couple of guys who did. I have a picture of one of our Salem talk hosts with a spider leg hanging out of uh, one corner of his mouth. He was of the braver sort. But anyway, those are the sorts of things that make up life, wouldn't you say? You say not for me. Hey, anyway, we have some serious stuff to get to. Stay with us on this edition of the Von Crow Show. And uh, delighted to be with the Tampa audience as well. Diabetes. Stuck in an expensive timeshare contract and feel like there's no way out? I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group. I've helped thousands of people get rid of their timeshares. I didn't realize what I was getting into. The whole thing was just a scam. I finally found information on Chuck, and he agreed to meet us. It was just a wonderful experience because uh, he knows that business inside out, and he actually wanted to solve our problem. I fought the largest timeshare company in federal court, and yes, I won. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, we can help cancel your mortgage. When you're approved as a client, I guarantee you a 100% success rate. We'll get you out of your timeshare eliminate your payments and get them off of your back permanently and we proudly hold an a-plus rating with the better business bureau call wesley financial group now for your free consultation at 800-786-9300 that's 800-786-9300 800-786-9300 this is david davenport of the hoover institution for townhall.com while mark zuckerberg has been busy defending facebook over data collection and privacy a much more ominous threat is quietly coming from Europe. The European Union is implementing tough new standards on data privacy with stiff fines for violators. What many don't realize is that these rules do not apply only to European companies, but to anyone who has data from Europeans. For example, American universities enroll students from abroad, and they will now be subject to this law. Complying will cost millions, and those who violate the new law could be subject to fines up to $23 million. Europe's view is that the individual controls his or her data, not companies that collect it. With an amazing overreach around the world, this now becomes a new global standard. On top of trade wars, brace yourself for a new and costly cold war over privacy and data. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. I do think it's a biblical and a Christ-centered imperative to start with yourself and to say, okay, how am I inclined how am I wired? What's my money type? How is it functioning in this situation? This is Focus on the Family Minute, and today Tommy Brown offers some ways that you can examine how you best manage your money. Next, create space for the other person to be able to use money in a way. Okay, you're given the hospitality. You love to make connections. We need to carve out a little bit more over here and a little bit less over here. Um, and then for me, at the end of it all, I'm going to have to create boundaries to make sure that we are being financially responsible. But the thing that's undergirding all of this is you're bringing something to the financial table. We have to play nice in the same bank account. You're bringing something to the table that I need to value and affirm and appreciate. And if I can gain empathy for you, it's going to make us come together and we're going to see uh, God's presence in our finances in a whole new way. More financial advice from Tommy Brown at FamilyMinute.org. I'm Bill Carl, and you know, for years we've been helping families just like yours with half-price tuition to great Christian schools at ChristianTuitions.com. And for years, parents have asked, is this for real? It absolutely is. Here's a recent conversation with Natasha Sherwood, headmaster at Tampa Bay Christian Academy. 
I literally can remember the first kid who five years ago took up the half price tuition mm-hmm. discount from you all. The look on that mom's face, she's like, I don't know if I bought into a scam or not. I just, you know, and she sat in our office just crying that it wasn't and that yeah. she wasn't able to bring her kid. And you all have helped shape our goals. I mean, when I saw that face, I was like, there are people out there who don't know they can afford it. And we have aggressively tried to meet that need. So thank you because you've helped shape who we try to be. For years, we've made it our goal to help families afford a private Christian school education through ChristianTuitions.com. Great Christian schools are already enrolling for next year, so hurry today to ChristianTuitions.com for half off your first year's tuition at a private Christian school. Choose your child's school today at ChristianTuitions.com. Headlines, U.S. officials confident chlorine and sarin used in Syria attack. Chemical weapons experts arrive at Duma to assess attack site. And a third one, U.S. suggests Russia, Syria may tamper with Duma evidence. Moscow denies it. These stories and more, of course, along with a recent column at DailySignal.com by my guest this hour, Trump administration delivers right response to Syria's in unacceptable actions. Joining us to talk about it is uh, Jay Carafano. James Jade Carafano is the vice president of the Catherine and Shelby Cullum Davis Institute for National Security, Foreign Policy, also E.W. Richardson Fellow at the Heritage Foundation, leading expert in national security and foreign policy matters and challenges. And uh, Jay, it's an honor to have you back on the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Hey, it's good to be with you. Take us to the situation and a little history of it, because as you open your column, you know, a year ago or so, we had to deal with this. Trump did it decisively, and it seemed as though uh, Assad got the message, but now he's back at it again. Uh, what, would be his, uh, mo- what, what would be his motive for doing this, going back to this route? Well, I think it's worth revisiting that, because uh, there was a lot of commentary after this latest strike that said, well, we struck him before and he's still using chemical weapons. Obviously, that doesn't work. And I think that just kind of glosses over the history of the whole year. I mean, before, and we were were putting boots on the ground in Syria because the principal concern was that you had uh, essentially the root of the ISIS caliphate, the, the core of the sanctuary of this transnational terrorist group rooted in Syria. And, you know, essentially, we needed to go in there and clean them out. And the, the the missile strike was basically, it's, dude, we're working here. You know, back off and get out of our way. And essentially, Assad did that. I mean, he really kind of left the United States alone for a year while we wiped out most of the ISIS uh, footprint. Um, that was, uh, I think, very significant. And while there, there were reports of some chemical activities maybe done by the regime, um, none of them really kind of rose to this l- latest uh, um, incident. And, you know, we're now at the place where the United States is essentially transitioning its footprint. You know, now that we've eliminated most of the caliphate, we're, we're concerned about how do we sustain that over the long term. We don't want to leave a space like we did in Iraq in 2014, have the, the terrorists kind of come wiping back in. We don't want to leave a, a, um, a place where Iran has a strategic land bridge and they're basically starting a war with Israel. We don't want to have a situation where Assad is widening the war and it's destabilizing Iraq and Jordan. So it's essentially is you know what do we leave what is what is what we leave behind and I think that this strike what it did basically again was sending a message to Assad hey dude back off we're working here and 
and it's something I think it's uh, it's something reasonable to expect. I mean, I'm sure Assad would like to have all of his country back, sure, but um, that's not going to happen. But we're not threatening really the core Russian interests. We're not really threatening the core Iranian interests. So we're really not threatening Assad's core interests. But we are concerned about the, the, the fate of the nation. And, and you would think you know, Assad would recognize kind of the limits of his, of his power and his appetites and, uh, and, and, and recognize that he really, really overreached. And hopefully the, the attack sent that message. Well, uh, well said. And Russia in all of this, so it seems as though I can't imagine her, uh, that nation ever being in a position where she would ever uh, tolerate uh, chemical weapons under any condition. Uh, on the other hand, she seems to be pushing back in terms of U.S. Uh, action in this regard. Well, I thought, that, I mean, actually, look at the, the U.S. strike. It didn't threaten any of Russia's core interests. I mean, why yeah. is Russia in Syria, right? They they want their their ports there. Their ports give them are useful for their their uh, naval operations in the Mediterranean. Uh, we didn't threaten that. Uh, they they want the Assad regime in power. We, I mean, none of what we're doing is threatening to take the regime down. And and they have a lot of business dealings with the Alawites, uh, and uh, a lot of it's very corrupt. But you know, again, that's kind of not our problem, not our business. So um, Russia's going to defend those interests because they're important to Russia. You know, on the other hand, um, you know, the Russians and the Iranians seem fine with this, this you know, bloody, murderous, dictatorist regime. I mean, they seem perfectly happy, willing to fight the Syrian war to the last Syrian. Talk about uh, the fact that this time out, especially uh, the president, uh, 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 though he didn't go to Congress, some protested that. He certainly went to the Brits and the French and got some coalition with them. How significant was that in terms of his global leadership versus uh, so many who say he's so out of touch and unqualified for his tasks. Well, in part, it was the British and the French coming to us. I mean, the, the British and French had issued similar warnings to um, the uh, Syrians, so it was kind of a natural partnership. Uh, they have very similar, very integrated military capabilities. We train together all the time, so it was a logical coalition to put together. But it does demonstrate that the United States is, is reflecting the will of, of many, many, many countries. Uh, it's not just a selfish action on our part. I'm talking with James Carafano, Heritage Foundation. You can find his work and that of his colleagues at heritage.org, also dailysignal.com. And you say, James, the strike also offers some important insights into the character of the new national security team that uh, President Trump has put together. Talk about that. Well, I, th- I mean, we see, well, first of all, I, I don't pay attention to any of the reporting. I mean, even if it's accurate and true and it's not fake news or whatever, these are people who are looking at what's going on in government through a keyhole uh, and necessarily doesn't tell you everything. Um, I mean, here's what we do know. I mean, the 24 hour, less than 24 hours after this new national security team laid down the options, the president of the United States took action. So. I don't know what kind of storm in the Norman went on, but obviously it did not anything didn't keep the president from being very, very decisive. Um, they managed to produce a result that was consistent with U.S. interests. Um, so I, I think that, you know, particular decision uh, bodes semi well for the future, including, of course, the recent appointment of John Bolton to his uh, staff. Well, you know, we'll see. I mean, we look, if you look at the next 90 days, uh, first we have to put through kind of what do we do now in Syria plan uh, or next. Uh, we've got the Iran deal decision coming up. Uh, we have a NATO summit coming up. Uh, we've got these negotiations with uh, North Korea and South Korea and then 
and with the North Korean United States coming up. Uh, we have a major government review that's called the Ballistic Missile Defense Review that's going to come out. So between now and July, we've got some pretty big you know, uh, signposts on how well this team is going on executing the president's policy. And I think this is important. You know, we've had lots of changes in the team, but we have the same president. Well, one thing I think that people largely missed over the last year is in that year, uh, the president's team put together all the big decisions. I mean, they've made decisions on all the big policy challenges, China, North Korea, Iran, uh, Russia, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Latin America. Um, and and they're not, he didn't hire new people to kind of rewrite the policies. He hired them to implement the policies. So we're in a, the implementation phase of the Trump doctrine. And, uh, uh, and I, I expect we're going to see a more forceful, dynamic uh, foreign policy in the next uh, year or so. Again, uh, Trump is not the guy to walk away from defending American interests. On the other hand, he's, he's not out to be the world's policeman. He's not interested in starting new wars. He's not interested in uh, nation building or you know regime change. He, he's just out there to say, if America's got an interest, I'm going to defend it. And if people accept that, I'll leave them alone. If they don't, then they will they will suffer the consequences. Is there merit uh, to the concern on the part of the U.S. Uh, that, in fact, Russia accused uh, uh, being involved with blocking the international inspectors from reaching the site and then also uh, perhaps Russians and Syrians tampering with evidence on the ground? You know, I, I, you know, Occam's razor, which is, you know, the most obvious answer is probably the right answer, I think, applies here. Um, what happened was very consistent with the behavior of the regime in the past. Also, it was an area in which the regime was responsible. So I think any way you slice it, the regime is culpable. And uh, and Iran and Russia are complicit in what the regime does. I, I think that's just factual. Um and they lie a lot. I mean, disinformation is an integral part of Syrian and Iranian and Russian policy. That's just the reality. So, you know, we are, we are, and I think people should expect this. I mean, if, if you think, if you listen carefully, uh, over the last few days, the rhetoric from, from Russia and from Syria was not denying that a chemical attack took place. They actually said, they actually acknowledged a chemical attack did take place. So there isn't really a dispute that this happened. They just said it was done by, you know, American and French and Israeli and, you know, British secret agents. A couple of more questions before I have to let you go. One being, uh, you alluded to it earlier, not wanting to pull out troops and, re- and remove our, extract ourselves too soon and create another Iraq, in effect. Uh, the president, however, does want to bring a small number uh, of uh, U.S. troops home, as I understand it. No timeline's been set, according to Sarah Sanders, for that. But uh, talk about uh, the need to stay there in some, uh, to some degree, to some extent, and when we might see that being able to be changed. Well, you know, again, I don't think there's any inconsistency between what the president said and, you know, what he said in the past about not telegraphing uh, what he does, uh, not, you know, wanting to have these long protracted things. Um, and, uh, um, I think I, I think we're probably looking at months to transition to a more sustainable uh, footprint or presence in Syria, whatever that looks like. Um, so I don't think we're talking days or weeks.
Again, the final question, you, you mentioned also that uh, effectively last year's strike dealt with ISIS, uh, dealt a really stri- uh, strategic blow against ISIS. Uh, is there uh, still movement in that regard that we need to stay there just to prevent that? Or what else do we have in terms of interest that we need to be there for at least the short term? Well, again, I think you know we have to be concerned about Israel and Iran coming to blows. We have to be concerned about instability bleeding over into countries that are important to us. Uh, we have to be concerned about not leaving a space so ISIS can come back. So we've got a, a you know we've, we definitely um, uh, have uh, issues to look after. The other thing is I, I think we've kind of lost a sense of proportionality here. I mean, look, our footprint in Syria is not that big, and and even it's a couple of thousand guys, and of those couple of thousand guys. It's not like there are 2,000 guys out sitting in trenches, you know, firing hand grenades and machine guns. Um, so I, I, I do kind of wonder sometimes if we get a, we're a bit overly, uh, you know, we have bigger delegations, you know, training people in other countries. So sometimes I wonder if we just get a little bit overly fixated on this. Good to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Again, J- uh, James Carafano, Heritage Foundation. And you can find his work, as I said, and that of his colleagues at their website, heritage.org, also dailysignal.com. And, in fact, the uh, piece that we just referenced is his column from uh, a couple of days ago, Trump administration delivers right response to Syria's unacceptable actions. You can find that at dailysignal.com. Stay with us. More to come here on The Don Crow Show. the truth with pastor philip de his freedom was limited he ends up in prison and his life is cut short but that's okay when you're a forerunner it's all about preparing the way clearing the way and getting out of the way you're expendable it's okay to be a link in a chain of god-given reactions weekday mornings at 9 30 on faith talk 570 wtbn online at letstalkfaith.com Do you have money in the stock market? Are you watching it bounce all over the place? While you're focused on the short-term movement, you might actually be missing what time it really is. We are late in the business cycle, interest rates are flying higher, and overvalued stocks and bonds are going to come down. It's time for a new strategy, gold. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the founder of goldisabetterway.com, and I'm so certain gold is going higher in price and going to outperform stocks and bonds, I've created the world's first gold retirement protection platform ever built. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you free access. Once you see this, you'll have no choice but to agree, and all you need to do is call for your special code. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. On a recorded line, you'll get a special code. You can join the site for free. No salespeople, no rigmarole. Just call 800-900-8000. Get your code. Get it now. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way.com. Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. When I read the book of Daniel, I find that Daniel is really a primer on authentic courage. In Daniel chapter 1, you see his courage as a teenager, refusing to eat the king's meat and therefore violate the law of God. In chapter 2, you see his courage in interpreting the dream for Nebuchadnezzar, the the dream that spelled the end of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. 
In chapter 3, you see the influence of Daniel giving his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the courage to say no to Nebuchadnezzar and not bow down before the golden image. And in chapter 5, you see his courage as an old man uh, in his early 80s before Belshazzar giving that indictment upon the kingdom that was about to crumble. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. Bill Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. Saturday afternoons at 5, join us for The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward. So what we're seeing here is just an amazing explosion of new evidence and new analysis showing that it doesn't fit the Darwinian theory by any way, shape, or form. The Universe Next Door with Dr. Tom Woodward, Saturday afternoons at 5 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. Don Crow Show on WAVA. Delighted to be sharing today's show here in Washington with our fellow listeners to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM 910 and FM 102.1 in Tampa, Florida. On Friday last week, New Jersey Democrat Senator Booker uh, announced uh, on Facebook that he will vote against CIA Director Mike Pompeo's nomination to become Secretary of State because of Pompeo's beliefs on marriage and sexuality, all the while sharply criticizing the nominee during uh, Pompeo's hearing before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, saying former congressman's religious beliefs on these issues, uh, particularly that we'll get into this hour, make him in uh, Booker's uh, idea or mind, rather, unfit to serve in federal office representing the United States, even quoting Bible verses that he thinks Pompeo wasn't living up to as a Christian, such as loving his neighbor. Well, joining us to talk more about it, Dr. Michael Brown, founder and president of the Fire School of Ministry in Concord, North Carolina, also host of uh, both the daily and nationally syndicated talk show, Line of Fire, frequent columnist at several online venues, including the one I'm going to cite right now, stream.org, where this week he filed a piece titled Some Questions for Senator Cory Booker About Sexual Perversion. Michael, always good to have you on the show, and welcome today, my friend. How are you? Doing great. Great to be with you. And I've been on with our friend Bill in Tampa as well, so so great to be with that audience too. 
He's a great uh, fellow broadcaster, and uh, we're wishing God's best for him, praying for him as well. Talk about Senator Booker and this issue that, uh, I mean, the uh, hubris, I guess, is one word we could use on this man's part. It's been amazing, not just in this occasion, but others. But take us to your own reaction to what he is saying about Pompeo. Oh, it's outrageous on every level. The first thing is, as Secretary of State, why are you asking him his views about, quote, gay sex? Why are you asking him if he considers it to be perverse? You say, well, he talked about that in the past. I understand that. What does that have to do with being Secretary of State? So the first most glaring thing is that, that Cory Booker is actually putting a religious test on a, senator, uh, on, on a candidate for Secretary of State and the former CIA director by saying, unless you deny what Scripture teaches, unless you affirm homosexual, quote, marriage, unless you celebrate homosexual sex, that you are not fit to be the Secretary of State. So first, it's putting an outrageous religious test, which is unconstitutional. You cannot do that. Secondly, it is actually turning things upside down, because he's saying, well, look, you have to represent American values to the world. Well, America is deeply divided over homosexuality. There may be more of a swing these days to accepting same-sex relationships, but you cannot say that it's an American consensus that we celebrate homosexuality or that we think two acts between uh, two me- acts between two men alone are somehow acceptable or right in God's sight. So, how is it uh, putting forth American values? If you had a Secretary of State that was openly gay, that would not be putting forth open uh, American values to the nations. Now, let's go a step further. Cory Booker then says. Look, you're all the Muslim nations and what they believe. Okay, if you look at Muslim nations and what they believe, they overwhelmingly agree with, with, with Mike Pompeo. They overwhelmingly agree that homosexual practice is perverse in God's sight. They overwhelmingly stand against same-sex so-called marriage. And right now, less than 15% of the nations of the world legally recognize same-sex relationships. So you would think that you want your Secretary of State to be in harmony with the majority of the world and... By no means do you want to put a religious test on them. So Cory Booker then puts out his Facebook statement saying that he won't vote for Mike Pompeo, and he says if you can't love the people, you can't lead the people. I found that to be an utterly hypocritical statement, and I wrote – I sent my article to him, a link to that, and a link to a video I did for my radio show uh, yesterday addressing these things. So I'm doing my best to get this to him as well. But to say if you can't lead the people – if you can't love the people, you, don't, you can't lead the people. Well, well, hang on. What is Cory Booker doing to tens of millions of Americans who differ with him? What is he doing to people in his own state who differ with him? What is he saying to several billion people worldwide who differ with him? And since when does love require affirmation? Since when does my love for someone require me to approve of what they do or who they are or how they live? So on every level, biblically, Logically, constitutionally, this is completely outrageous. And uh, to pick up on one of the points you're laboring here, that is the global impact of Mike Pompeo versus that of Mr. Booker. Uh, We know over the uh, past number of years, some of the most effective and strongest resistance to this whole shift to the left on these issues as such as uh, transgenderism and same-sex marriage, sadly is not coming from American leaders or even American churches by and large as much as it's coming from some of our counterparts in other parts of the world. I'm thinking of Africa.
African leaders who quickly were some of the front-line people pushing back within the Anglican Church, for example, on these issues. Yeah, exactly. Many African leaders were terribly offended by the aggression of the Obama administration. They were terribly offended by statements made by Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and President Obama himself and Secretary of State Kerry. And when Hillary Clinton said gay rights are human rights, meaning that if you do not affirm homosexual relations that you are opposing human rights, there were leaders throughout Africa that took that as a slap in the face. I wrote an article some months back where I, I quoted different leaders in Africa pushing back. One of my friends has a friend who works as one of the leaders of an African nation, and he said he got a call, the leader of this nation got a call directly from President Obama threatening him with a loss of funds. This is what he related, threatening him with a loss of funds unless they change their viewpoint on homosexual cult marriage. Uh, there, there was a pushback in Uganda because of aggressive liberal activism from, from America coming their way trying to get things in children's schools and in the media. We have no right to push that on other nations. It, it is absolutely abusive and arrogant of us to think that way, especially when these values go back millennia, especially when these values are represented by the historic views of Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. So, you know, Cory Booker may think he's on the right side of history, but he's really on the wrong side of history. He's on the wrong side of the world, and he's on the wrong side of God. We're going to come back with more. My guest, Dr. Michael Brown, you can uh, talk with him yourself and, of course, check out his program, but also visit his website, askdrbrown.org. Askdrbrown.org. We'll be back. Stay with us. More to come here on The Don Crow Show. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we focus on the critical issues that matter most to you and your family. ACLJ Chief Counsel Jay Sekulow. Whether it's presenting arguments before the U.S. Supreme Court or engaging in the halls of Congress for more than a quarter of a century, the ACLJ has been on the front lines protecting our values and constitutional freedoms. There's no better place to get the facts, the truth, about the most important issues of the day than at the ACLJ website. You can listen to our daily radio broadcast, watch our television show, get the latest news and insight on vital issues, even support the work of the ACLJ. At the American Center for Law and Justice, we don't just talk about the issues, we take action to defend our values and our constitutional freedoms. Join us online at the American Center for Law and Justice at aclj.org. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. I was always just sort of feeling tired. And so I said, maybe this will just help in overall vitality. But in the past couple of years that I've been taking it, I find my energy has been great. I've been sleeping better. I don't get the cravings for junk food as often as I used to. I really attribute it to the product. It's so easy to use. Even if I want to take a capsule for my daughter and I just pull it apart to mix it in some juice or something, it's just something I'm very grateful to be able to incorporate. I really love the product. I, I think it's made such a difference. Generally feel better. Generally have better energy and, and more stamina. Breathing is easier. Walking is easier. You don't, you're not in pain anymore, all right? I could go, I could go on and on. When you call, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. 
Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code now. When a mother wanted to read the Bible with her young daughter, the little girl had a request. She wanted to read her grandfather's Bible because his Bible was more interesting than the mother's Bible. When the mother explained that both Bibles were the same, her daughter said, I thought grandfather's Bible must be more interesting because he spends more time reading his. (laughs) Well, it's amazing how loud our actions speak to our children. For example, based on how often your children see you reading your Bible, how interesting must they think it is? And how eager do you think they will be to read it? This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's fascinating book on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com and get your roadmap for life. Route 66, start your journey home today. More hair naturally? That's what you really want. No drugs or plugs, just a full, healthy head of hair. Our new scientific breakthrough handles the multiple causes of thinning hair for both men and women with an intensive four-tier attack. Our exclusive patented program breaks down DHT, the medically recognized cause of hair loss, plus increases scalp circulation, nutrition, and removes environmental chemical buildup. Now your hair can grow naturally, thicker, and fuller. Easy to use, just a few minutes every other day. If your hair loss is within the last 15 years, call now for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call right now. We'll double your order for free up to one year. Call 800-245-HAIR. A thicker, fuller, more luscious head of hair again. Call 800-245-HAIR. That's 800-245-HAIR. Or go to IWantMyHair.com. Spin to the left and spin to the right. But when you really want to know, turn to the Don Crow Show. Turn to the Don Crow Show. The Don Crow Show on WAVA. Also happy to share our broadcast today to you listeners of the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 780, uh, I'm sorry, 570 AM and 910 also, FM 102.1 in Tampa, Florida. And, Michael, uh, no stranger to you as listeners as well. Michael, I'm thinking uh, as we f- uh, deal with this increasing corruption of the culture, uh, you know, Paul's uh, words ring uh, strong in my ears. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, but he's not calling there for us to simply play defense. How do we become effective offensively in terms of turning the culture back. What would you say to people who say, look, I don't know quite what to do with this. I don't agree with some of these culture shifts, but I want to know how to effectively countermand them or push back on them. What do you say to them? It starts with the church being the church, Don. Yes, we're involved in politics. Yes, we speak out against these things. Yes, we vote accordingly. Yes, we hold our elected officials to their platforms and to their promises. But most of the change will come by the church being the church. I don't know that we use a fraction of the liberties that we currently have. I don't know that we do our best to evangelize our neighbors and to fulfill the Great Commission in America. 
I don't know that we do our best to express our convictions with the freedoms that we do have, for the moment at least, on social media and other means. I don't know that our pastors from behind the pulpit take advantage of the liberties that they do have. So I, I believe if we just did what we could do, what, what no one is actually stopping us from doing right now, that we could really shake the nation. If we live with a sense of urgency and with a sense of burden, and, and as if God said, okay, listen, you've got one year to touch America, otherwise the whole nation's going up in flames, how would we live? How would we pray? How would we witness? And what would our primary tools be? They, they'd be the tools that have changed the world in the past. They'd be the tools of prayer and discipleship and reaching the lost and serving those in need and, and demonstrating the life and power of the Spirit. And then as we stand for what's right along with that, we stand for what's right in our schools. We say, hey, we're, we're not having this agenda, we're, and, and we, we begin to push back. If enough of us do that, America would really be shaken in a very short period of time. So while I'm absolutely outraged over what Cory Booker said and did, while I'm deeply concerned about where the nation's going on my show today, I talked more about real censorship coming our way and, and cutting back of conservative speech. Those things deeply concern me. I'm even more convinced that the biggest responsibility lays at the foot of the church of believers because we have not really been aggressively living out our faith full of the love of God, full of the truth of God. You've been overseas, and you know the way church planters live and how missionaries give themselves uh, to a community. That's what we need to do. Every one of us with a divine assignment, whether we're homeschooling four kids or working two menial jobs, Every one of us has a divine assignment and a role that we play to be a kingdom world changer through Jesus. And if we give ourselves to that, Don, I think we can see dramatic changes happening right in front of our eyes. And one more quick question uh, that really relates to uh, your many gifts. You are, among other things, not only a very successful writer and talk show host, you are a a, a, an excellent theologian in the truest sense of the word. And, uh, you know, years ago, somebody said to me, we're all the product of our theology. And it seems to me if the church does not have its theology nailed down, uncompromising, everything else it does is going to be uh, less effective, if effective at all. Talk about the criticalness of the church recovering historic theology and getting it straight. Yeah, we've got to know what we believe and why we believe it and why people have been willing to die for this faith through the centuries right up to this very moment. What are the foundations? Why are we here? Who is Jesus? What happens when we die? What's our role in this world? Why is it so important and critical for us to give ourselves to the Great Commission? What is sinful and wrong and destructive in God's sight? What is holy and right in God's sight? What does he bless? What does he oppose? We're not just in this world trying to have a better life with God's help. We're not just in this world trying to avoid feeling guilty so we can have a nice life. We're in this world with a sacred mission given by God, part of a worldwide community, part of a historic community. And, and as we find our place in that, then we have a sense of destiny and purpose as opposed to, hey, what can I get out of it, and how can I have a better life? So we've got to recapture the foundations. And, you know, as, as long as we've been around, both of us in the Lord, it, it always comes down to majoring on the majors, doesn't it? Mm. Going back to the basics, recovering the fundamentals. Absolutely. Good to talk with you, as always. We'll do it again. Thanks. We'll do it. Thank you. Dr. Michael Brown, and again, you can find his work at 
askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org. He's written, I think, about 27 books now, each of them a masterpiece, all of its own, some in theology and other matters as well. Some of the stuff we're talking about now, cultural issues. Anyway, we appreciate him being with us. Stay with us. We'll wrap up the hour in just a moment. Strength throughout the day. Weekdays at noon, it's Jay Sekulow Live. Let me ask you all something as American people. You want the head of the FBI to be so impacted by politics of the day. And at 1230, Faith in Practice with A.R. Bernard. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Saturday afternoons at 4. It's time for Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. There are many in the church and the body of Christ today that have no patience for rebuke from its leader. But there was an expectation that the church member would come under the leadership and authority of those that were given that responsibility in the church. Gaining Ground with Dr. Evan Burroughs. Saturday afternoons at 4 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print. Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. Welcome to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling, cultivating a love of learning through a Christian worldview. Here is Classical Conversations homeschooling advocate, Lee Borton. At some point during their studies of advanced mathematics, a high school student is going to ask, when am I ever going to use this in real life? One Classical Conversations student famously replied to his peers, What? Are you saying we're not in real life right now? As funny as that might have been, it wasn't really the answer they were looking for. It's actually comical that they asked such a question while studying trigonometry, since this branch of math is used to calculate all sorts of practical distances in astronomy, navigation, and surveying. They could have paused a moment to read the children's book, The Librarian Who Measured the Earth, a book which describes how the Greek librarian Eratosthenes, who was born in the 3rd century B.C., used triangulation of shadows to measure the circumference of the earth. They could have reread Carry On Mr. Bowditch to discover how he updated the world's navigational tables after only attending grammar school and then studying on his own. Soon, another student asked a probing question. How do you think they discovered these things? After several fumbling attempts to answer, one student said, I guess they went outside and looked up more than we do. Bingo, we have a winner. 
Those who mapped the stars went outside and looked up at them for long periods of time over and over. They kept records of their observations and then formed theories based on their records. As it warms up this spring, grab some friends for a star watching party or introduce your kids to the Fibonacci sequence and let them investigate its manifestation in flower petals and on seashells. Reconnect your homeschool to nature. Question, observe, reflect, and record. That sounds like real life to me. You've been listening to Classical Conversations on Homeschooling with Lee Bordens. To learn more, visit classicalconversations.com. Apostle Paul wrote these words many years ago. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And as Michael just said, and I think he and I have been on that same page for many years, as many of you as well, both here in Washington and I'm sure in our Tampa listening audience as well, you get it. You understand that uh, I've said it this way. I believe that the church in every generation must justify its existence. In other words, the the world does not owe the church anything. I had a fellow some years ago give me an email Uh, send me an email in which he said, you know, you Christians believe in the rapture. Some of us are wishing that would happen, get you people out of here. (laughs) And uh, nonetheless, Jesus gave us a mandate, as you know, in Matthew 5. He said, you are the definitive article, exclusive. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Or in another way of saying it, you're the only salt the world really has to hold back the evil And you're the only light it has to shed forth the truth of God and Christ. And so I see the church as being the primary change agent. Now, we need to work as we do. Certainly, we know it here in Washington. I know you know it in Tampa as well and throughout the country. We need to work for uh, righteous judges on our court benches, uh, members of Congress, House and Senate who have integrity, and uh, certainly in the Oval Office, men and women of God who fear God and uh, are uh, sensitive to uh, what's best for the nation from God's perspective. And that's the goal toward which we must all work. However, at the bottom of it all, I believe the church is the institution God's placed in the culture, whether here or wherever you may go throughout the world. The church is God's change agent to bring about true and lasting reform. And so uh, I believe that we have a task on our hands, but a privilege as well, a high honor to be not citizens merely of this world, but as Paul said, citizens citizens of another world altogether. And uh, when we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is already being done in heaven, we are, as Tony Evans has said, <laughs> we're bringing heaven down to the earth to bring that kind of change to our culture. So uh, let's continue to do that together. It's been a quick hour. I've enjoyed being with you, of course, here my own audience at WAVA, but also all of you folks in Tampa, and we're coming back for another hour. Stay with us.
We are here to give you strength between Sundays. The author of the book of Hebrews said, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, exhorting one another. Be accountable to somebody. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, Pinellas Park, online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Val Dior. One person has died after a bizarre incident with an engine on a Southwest Airlines flight from New York's LaGuardia to Dallas. At some point, shrapnel broke out a window, and the plane made an emergency landing in Philadelphia. Seven other passengers treated for minor injuries. Southwest says there were 143 passengers and five crew members on board the flight. The NTSB is on site, assembling a team to investigate. Meanwhile, Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe has arrived at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort for a two-day summit. President Trump says he and the Japanese Prime Minister have plenty on the agenda over the next two days. We're going to be discussing trade with Japan. We are going to be discussing military. We're going to be discussing security. And then the two are expected to unwind with a round of golf on Wednesday morning. Another Republican congressman is calling it quits. Pennsylvania's Charlie Dent says he'll resign his seat next month. He had previously announced he wouldn't seek re-election, but says that after talking with his family... He decided to leave in the coming weeks. In addition to his work on the Appropriations Committee, Dent was chair of the Tuesday group, a group of some 50 moderate Republicans formed to counterbalance the conservative trend. Capitol Hill correspondent Wally Hines reporting. U.S. Senator John McCain's had surgery to uh, stem an infection, and he's in stable condition at a Phoenix hospital. According to his daughter, Megan McCain, she tells ABC Barwa Productions. My dad had to have emergency surgery for complications because he has brain cancer. He's doing well. I talked to him. He's stable. He's still in the hospital. He's been undergoing physical therapy related to that brain cancer treatment at his family home near Sedona, Arizona, since December. The stock market today, the Dow ending up 214 to 24,787. NASDAQ up 125 to 7281. S&P up 29 to 2706. This is Town Hall News. Dennis Prager here again, happily telling you about Relief Factor and my wife's knee pain that is gone because of Relief Factor. I'm taking it, and it lowers my pain as well. A lot of people have muscle or joint pain. Our housekeeper's husband couldn't work any longer because of back pain, so we gave him Relief Factor, and now he's back to work. Can I guarantee it will work for you? Of course not. But the majority of people who tried the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five go on to order more. Give it a try at relieffactor.com. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. Reputation.com can protect your good name. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. Call 800-651-4888. 800-651-4888. Forecasters warning of dangerous life-threatening wildfire conditions in parts of the southwest and southern plains on Tuesday and throughout the evening. 
into Wednesday morning as firefighters in rural Oklahoma battled blazes that have killed at least two people. National Weather Service meteorologist Todd Lindley says forecasters are warning of dangerous fire conditions from Colorado to Texas. We're going to see temperatures climb into the mid-90s today across portions of western Oklahoma. Relative humidities will be in the single digits with sustained winds around 30 miles an hour and probably a few gusts near 50 miles an hour. And there's been at least two, three, four days worth of wind here in this area lately. The Storm Prediction Center in Norman, Oklahoma, says those winds and low humidity and drought-stricken areas will create dangerous fire conditions in parts of Colorado, Kansas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas. And again, a warning to keep your cigarette butts inside the car windows. That's the number one cause of those fires on the side of the highway. This is Town Hall News. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. Jesus does not want to be the most important part of your life. Jesus wants to be your life. He wants all of who you are. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. There was a tiny crack in the corner of Mike's glass, spreading like a spider across his windshield. He wasn't worried. His first thought was a new free windshield and cash on the spot. He called 813-96-GLASS, 813-96-GLASS. If it's chipped or cracked, we'll buy it back. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. Finding faith together. The new Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Also available on the iHeartRadio app. This hour is sponsored by EDI Travel. From the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios, it's the Don Crow Show on 105.1 FM WAVA. Hey, how you doing, folks? Hello there. Welcome to the Don Crow Show. You got it every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 each afternoon. We get this chance to, well, kind of hang out together, talk about stuff going on. I call them matters that matter. Issues of significance that you and I want to get informed about, but the whole point is let's get informed and then get involved. Find positive, life-affirming ways to make a difference, and there are so many ways in which we can do that. And... I know many of you are engaged in that regard on a lot of different fronts. The culture ever needed your voice and witness. It needs it now, folks. Delighted to be sharing today's show here in Washington with our fellow listeners to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 and FM 102.1 in Tampa, Florida. And if you have warm weather down there, we uh, envy you just a little bit little bit. (laughs) I never, I've never done anything against Turkey. I love Turkey. I've been praying for Turkey for 25 years. I want the truth to come out. Those are the words of our fellow Christian and U.S. pastor Andrew Brunson during his opening statement in his trial in Turkey, uh, waiting for another hearing now as he is uh, remanded to prison once again after only one day of testimony, uh, the outcome of this first hearing for U.S. Pastor Andrew Brunson 
did not go as had been hoped. This report, I believe, is from Open Doors. And uh, late Monday yesterday, a Turkish judge ordered a continuation of the Brunson trial with a second hearing scheduled for May the 7th. And according to this report, in another devastating blow, the judge sent Pastor Andrew back to prison where he was originally held, and now he will have to wait out three more weeks in a grim prison notorious for its overcrowded position uh, conditions, rather, uh, where almost, imagine this, almost two dozen prisoners held in just one cell. And uh, as Open Doors calls us to, as the body of Christ, we are called to stand with Pastor Andrew, bearing each, one, uh, each other's burdens, and Open Doors invites you to both write and share your prayer on the prayer wall they have at their website for him. I believe it's persecution.org, if I'm not mistaken. Could you double-check that, Julie? I believe that's Open Doors' website. And as a matter of fact, you can write and leave a prayer there. And I know many of you are very sensitized to the suffering church. We're going to talk about that a bit more with someone who truly has been and remains a great leader for uh, religious and human rights around the world through the years, a distinguished congressman from Virginia, serving for many years in Congress, now retired, but a senior fellow at one of her organizations that we've gotten to know, in fact, do regular work with, and that is 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. And Congressman Wolf will join me in a few minutes to talk more about this case and about some other issues as well. So I hope you can stay with us for that. In some other news, uh, one good reason to ask a citizenship question during the 2020 uh, census. This is from our good friend, uh, Dr. Merrill Matthews over at IPI, uh, Institute for Policy Innovation. And he pointed out that uh, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross, at the request of the Justice Department, has instructed the U.S. Census Bureau to include a question on the 2020 decent, uh, decentennial census asking whether the respondent is, in fact, a U.S citizen. And apparently, uh, Congressman, uh, rather Commerce Secretary Ross is getting a lot of pushback on it, mostly from the left, especially as this piece piece notes uh, by politicians and rent-seeking groups who uh, thrive on handing out those taxpayer dollars. But uh, Merrill Matthews says, this is a question that could be very helpful to those who work in public policy for example, in counting the uninsured, the Census Bureau included a citizenship question in 1950, rather, stopping in 1960. And as a result, the Census Bureau, when it releases its estimate of the uninsured, policy analysts and elected officials don't know how many of the respondents are, number one, citizens, number two, aliens in the U.S. legally, or, in fact, Undocumented. So there's more to that story we'll follow up with as we converse with uh, Mara Matthews in the near future, a frequent guest here on the show. Uh, by the way, that uh, website is opendoors.org, opendoors.org. You can check out and uh, offer your uh, thoughts regarding this case with the, uh, Pastor Brunson there if you'd like. Another thing, Washington, D.C. may allow 16-year-olds to vote for president in the 2020 election. This is a USA Today piece uh, out of uh, Washington, D.C., WUSA Television. Peggy Fox filed it. 
by the 2020 presidential election, 16 and 17-year-olds may be able to vote here in the nation's capital. D.C. may lower the voting age for federal and local elections to the age 16. Legislation introduced last Thursday by D.C. Council Member Charles Allen, Democrat Ward 6, who said he was inspired by the high schoolers who came to D.C. to protest at the March for Our Lives. And, you know, an interesting th- thing to me is uh, these uh, news entities, if you will, the media, as we call them, MSM primarily, they never pick up on some of the other young people who are pushing back very strongly against uh, that uh, gun control effort that was touted and celebrated and even funded uh, by some of the big names out of Hollywood a couple of weeks ago. Uh, They never seem to want to talk to those kids or feature them. But aside from that, this report says advocates of the measure say they have the support of seven of the 13, which is a majority of the D.C. Council members. And Alicia Chopra, age 18, senior at School Without Walls, is quoted as saying, I think people are getting excited about this, especially with what's going on in the nation right now in terms of youth leading social change. So I think people are going to be very excited about it and want to get on board. And, of course, we know this all is flowing out of the tragedy in Parkland. Uh, Students who survived that mass shooting back in February already credited for changing Florida's laws. And now a group of young people here in D.C. are working to get the vote for 16 and 17 years old. Here's the rationale argued by one Alex Shire, 16-year-old sophomore at Woodrow Wilson High School here in the area. We work. We pay taxes. We care for family members. We can drive. We can do so many other things. So adding voting onto that isn't going to be that big of a responsibility. We can handle it. Well, I won't argue that there are some 16-year-olds who could handle the vote, but there's a whole larger issue here at stake about which we'll dig in and talk in days to come because, uh, well, it may well happen right here in our nation's capital. But anyway, we take a break right now. We want to talk with uh, our good friend, Congressman Frank Wolf. And it's always a highlight when we can be joined on the show with him. Stay with us. We'll get to that coming up next. It's Kevin McCullough inviting you once again to join us for the newest edition of the Uncontainable Podcast. You find it on the radio station's website that you're listening to or at ChristianRadio.com. You can also follow along on Twitter at Uncontainable Podcast. But here's the thing. This week, Greg Laurie, Kay Arthur, and Philip DeCourcy are all going to weigh in on something called spiritual warfare. If you know of a millennial that has doubts about it, have them join us. Hi, can I help you? Yes, I have a snoring problem. Uh, can you describe it for me, please? Well, it's about five foot eleven with curly hair and a moustache. Oh, I see. Introducing Mute, sleep technology that opens the nose to increase airflow by an average of 38% so you and your partner can enjoy a good night's sleep. Mute, breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Available now at Walgreens, CVS and GNC. 
I'm Amy Errett, founder and CEO of Madison Reed, a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company I named after my daughter. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. The quality of a salon, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you could feel good about. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first purchase. Use code RADIANTHAIR. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. Have you ever tried this experiment? Take a glass of water and pour another liquid into the glass. If you keep pouring, the water will be replaced by the other liquid. I thought of that analogy and associated with Jesus and his church. So many on the left and right have attached their earthly agendas to Jesus. This has been going on from the beginning. Even secularists sometimes claim Jesus as a means of advancing a government program or increased taxes. They don't believe in his miracles, much less in his resurrection, but he's a convenient source for their worldly agendas. The fact is that the more you add to Jesus, the less you have of him, like that water analogy. The Washington Post carried a story last Saturday about the rebirth of the Ku Klux Klan in the 1920s. It was led by a Methodist minister who claimed that God wanted an America run by white Protestants. The Klan was responsible for lynchings, denial of civil rights, and a corruption of the gospel. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Activists on left and right should keep that in mind, because when you add to Jesus, you really subtract from him. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. Rotten Crow Show on WAVA, and so happy today to be able to share the show with our fellow listeners to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910, and FM 102.1 in Tampa, Florida. Coming up, uh, latter part of the hour, conversation I had uh, with Jeff Johnstown. Uh, Jeff Johnston is with Folks on the Family, he's their issues analyst. And we talked about a bill that is threatening religious freedom moving very quickly through the California legislature. And as we know so often, what happens in California ends up affecting, if not infecting, the whole country. So that's coming up a little later. 
In a highly disappointing ruling, a Turkish court has just decided to continue proceedings in the case of Christian pastor Andrew Brunson, an American citizen, I'm sorry, American citizen and leader of a small Protestant Christian church now facing up to 35 years imprisonment for false terrorism and espionage-related charges. And it's a case about which we've spoken on previous occasions with my guest and with others of his colleagues from the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. Great organization. We'll give you the website in a moment. Joining me once again to talk more about this case and what we all can do to help Pastor Brunson, Congressman Frank Wolf, Distinguished Senior Fellow at the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, man who has served with great integrity both in Congress and in his years since, continuing to this very moment, the persecuted church and human rights uh, uh, people around the world who have their uh, their needs, their rights being violated on a regular basis. Case in point, this pastor. Congressman, thank you so much for taking time to join me today. Sure, Don. Good to be with you. Good would, to be with you. Would you give us your own understanding of the background of Pastor Brunson, how he got arrested, what the story behind the story was that has him now, I guess, in prison uh, for at least 16 months, I read or more? Yeah, it's been 18 months. It's, it's been a year and a half. Uh, he was arrested back in October a year and a half half ago. He and his wife were both arrested. He he pastors a small uh, church in Izmir, and he's been living in Turkey for 23, 24 years. He speaks Turkish. Uh, he's a graduate of Wheaton College and is a native of North Carolina. His wife was then released, and he was held. At one time, he was in a, a jail cell with, with 20 other men. Uh, very tough conditions. If you ever saw the movie Midnight Express, you understand what I what I mean. Very tough there. It's now been a year and a half. Uh, his senator, Senator Tillis, to his credit, has gone over twice. Senator Tillis went went to the hearing of the trial yesterday, as did uh, Ambassador uh, of Religious Freedom, a governor, former governor, then Senator Brown Brownback. There was high hopes, Don, that he was going to be released. There just seemed to be the feeling the president has spoken to Erdogan, the vice president has spoken, uh, former Secretary of State Tillerson raised the case on a number of occasions. Uh, Ambassador Brownbeck was there. Senator Tillerson flew over for the second time in the last, I think, three weeks, and there was high expectations. And what they ruled is, no, there was a decision to continue the proceedings, the next hearing is on May 7, and he was sent back not to the prison that he came from, but to another place that I heard has up to 22 people living in the cell. But very, very difficult situation. He's lost about 50, 50 pounds. People that talked to him said that he was very worried that the American people are going to forget him. But it's been a very tough, very difficult situation. Well, we certainly do not want to let that happen. That's part of why these conversations are so important. And I know 21 Wilberforce is very engaged in it, as others are. Uh, talk about what I heard on the news today. The, the, one of the reasons Turkey may be holding him is to try to get a, a trade uh, with a, a Muslim who's been uh, being held here in Pennsylvania or somewhere. Right. He's not being held. His name is Gulen, G-U-L-E-N. He lives up in the Pocono Mountains. Uh, at one time, he was aligned with the Turkish government and then had a falling out. Erdogan and the Turkish government wants him back, and they're asking that we extradite him and go through a whole series of things. And they basically are saying, 
we will trade. You send him back, and we'll give you uh, Pastor Pastor Brunson back. Now we have we have procedures in this country, Don. We just we just can't say okay, we're going to send somebody back to today, and so it's going through the courts. But Brunson hasn't done anything. Mm-hmm. One of the comments I, I, I wrote down for your show. Here's here's what he said yesterday in Turkey, speaking to the judge. I've never done something against Turkey. I love Turkey. I've been praying for Turkey for 25 years. I want the truth to come out. So he hasn't done anything. So to get into a trade, a will trade this guy for that guy, he should just be released. Because keep in mind, Turkey is a member of NATO. I mean, we've had forces in Turkey. We have cooperated with the, uh, Turkey. But in the last year and a half or two years, but Gullen is living up in the Pocono Mountains. And that's what Turkey, they say, you send him, we'll send Pastor Brunson to you. And as I guess, uh, recalling just a little bit I read or heard about uh, that particular uh, individual, that apparently he is no, he's no, no longer someone Turkey's going to welcome home with open arms. Apparently they have some case against him themselves that they feel they want him back to punish him. That's exactly right. He would not go back to a to a warm welcome. He would go back to a prison cell, and really, who who knows? The sentencing for Brunson, should he be convicted, and we hope and pray that he would not, would be 35 years. Well, 35 we, you and I have often years. agreed that uh, our voices do count, uh, both uh, before the throne of heaven itself, uh, praying for uh, people such as Pastor Brunson. God can step in and intervene. And we'll do so as we pray together. But also, what else can we do at this point to help uh, the uh, the administration or Congress or any other way we can add some pressure on this end for, as Americans? Well, I, I think number one, pray, because that is very important. Secondly, I think to encourage to to be encouraging the new Secretary of State, Pompeo, because you've got a new team coming in, to make sure that he makes this a priority the same way that Tillerson did. Uh, also to thank Senator Tillis. I mean, the fact that he flew over there twice, you know, talk about constituent relations. I mean, this is a pretty impressive thing that he did this. The fact that, that Ambassador Brownbeck went there. And lastly, to as they talked to their congressmen and senators, to urge them to keep this in the front of the American public and keep it in front of the, of the administration. The real danger is time goes by, people forget Something happens in prison, and all of a sudden. So I think the thing now is to pray for the pastor and encourage anybody you know in the government, and particularly Secretary of State-designee Pompeo, who I assume will be confirmed and soon to serve, to make this a priority because as to one of his first meetings he should have when he gets gets confirmed is to call the Turkish ambassador in, and and tell them how important this this is. Our relationship with Turkey really will depend on on the future on what happens on this case. And, and Sam Brownback, go ahead. And lastly, I think he has to have a direct call again with uh, Erdogan, the head of the Turkish government. Well, Sam Brownback certainly is the man to uh, to be uh, representing us in that regard. As you said, ambassador at large for the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, and. Uh, it was a, a bit of a chore getting him appointed finally, getting his nomination approved. But uh, talk a moment about uh, why he brings so much to the table in terms of uh, really a case like this. Well, he he is an outstanding individual. I served with him. In fact, we were the first two members of Congress to go 
to Darfur. You remember the genocide in Darfur. Yes. Our trip led to the administration and the Congress calling it genocide. He was on 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 that trip. I saw him in in action. He when he was in Congress, he was over on the Senate when we passed the International Religious Freedom Commission bill. He was one of the lead pushers and co-sponsors. Man of man of great great faith. And I could never understand why anyone voted against him. I mean, it's just I think he from Turkey. He's flying off to to deal with with, with the Rohingya, as you know, what's taking place out there in uh, in Burma. And so he's a good man. I never could understand why anyone would be opposed to him. But that's that's water over the dam. He's somebody who's he had been a governor for eight years, ran for president. You may recall. I was a United States senator for 12 years and served in the House for two years. Good man, good man, and a man of great faith. And, great one, faith. and one more point of prayer, and that is for Mike Pompeo, because, uh, as you know, he's getting pushback from some. Uh, Cory Booker had some rather uh, unkind uh, re- remarks about his Christian faith and convictions here recently. I'm hoping that won't be a sentiment shared by uh, others uh, on the committee, but uh, again, I think we Christians need to understand uh, that our prayers really can affect things more than we realize. They really can. I, I, yeah, I, I can't understand the f- the fact of not confirming Pompeo would be that the Secretary of State spot would be open with what's going on in Syria, what's going on in Russia, what's going on in China, what's going on in Turkey, it would just be crazy. It would be unacceptable. So yeah, I, I but I think. Pray for Brunson. Pray. I tell you, quite frankly, pray for the country. I'm seeing things Amen. that I, uh, I don't know. I never thought I would. I would see. I understand, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll talk again. Okay, Don. Thank you very much. Again, uh, one of the truly great American political leaders for so many years, representing Virginia and uh, representing the United States all over the world, uh, Congressman Frank Wolf. Now retired from his congressional duties, but serving well in other capacities such as this one. Distinguished senior fellow at the 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, and their website is well worth your visiting. It's simply www.21wilberforce.org. That's 21wilberforce.org. Stay with us. We have a conversation with Jeff Johnston coming right up. We'll be right back with you. As you work throughout the afternoon, keep focused on Christ. Weekdays from 3 to 4, join Jim and Martha Brangenberg for I Work For Him. We're still passionate about helping Christ followers live out their faith in their work. We're still passionate about investing our lives into others who want Jesus to be the center of everything, especially the work. Strength throughout the day. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Dana from Oak Brook, Illinois, and I, I love my Ring Video doorbell. But let me tell you why. So I'm at the gym, um, I'm on a treadmill, and I get this notification on my phone. I open the app, and there it is, like some guy breaking into my house on live video. So I just I start running faster, like I'm going to catch the guy or something. Um, then I remember, this, this guy can hear me, like right through the doorbell. So I hit the button, and I just start yelling at him. Here, listen. Hey, man, what? 
I'm Jamie Siminoff, and stories like this are exactly why I started Ring. Join Dan and the millions of your neighbors who love Ring. So go to ring.com forward slash America and receive a special offer on the Ring video doorbell. That's ring.com forward slash America. You're an author writing a Christian book, so you may know this cheery little fact. Old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. You know your book is fabulous, but hey, if it's not what a publisher needs, eh. All you need is your book in print. You want it on Amazon. You want to spread the word the way you've written it. So do it. Forget old-fashioned publishing. Publish yourself with 21st century Christian publishing at Zulon Press. Fast and affordable, Zulon Press gives you the power to put your Christian book on the market the way you want it. Zulon Press knows your mission because they have the same mission. Publish your book. See it on Amazon. Be a published author with Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. Get your book hot off the press. Zulon Press. Find your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications. The same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. I'm Bill Carl, and you know, for years we've been helping families just like yours with half price tuition to great Christian schools at ChristianTuitions.com. And for years, parents have asked, is this for real? It absolutely is. Here's a recent conversation with Natasha Sherwood, headmaster at Tampa Bay Christian Academy. I literally can remember the first kid who five years ago took up the half price tuition mm-hmm. discount from you all. The look on that mom's face, she's like, I don't know if I bought into a scam or not. I, this is, you know, and she sat in our office just crying that it wasn't and that yeah. she wasn't able to bring her kid. And you all have helped shape our goals. I mean, when I saw that face, I was like, there are people out there who don't know they can afford it. And we have aggressively tried to meet that need. So thank you, because you've helped shape who we try to be. For years, we've made it our goal to help families afford a private Christian school education through ChristianTuitions.com. Great Christian schools are already enrolling for next year. So hurry today to ChristianTuitions.com for half off your first year's tuition at a private Christian school. Choose your child's school today at ChristianTuitions.com. This is Hugh Hewitt for Town Hall Review. If you're like me, you want more than just facts. You want insight from people you trust. People like Dennis Prager, Michael Bedved, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, and of course me. Your host each week on the Town Hall Review, a weekly roundup of the news. Tune in each week and visit our website at townhallreview.com. That's townhallreview.com. Sunday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. In the blink of an eye. Welcome to the world, James Jr. They grow up so fast. And before you're quite ready for it, they are. I now pronounce you husband and wife. And the circle of life begins anew. Welcome to the world, James III. Wherever you are in the circle of life, focus on the families there. Focus on the family. Helping families thrive. Focus on the family. Weekdays at 7 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. And as we move toward the end of today's show, delighted to be able to share today's program from Washington, D.C. with our fellow listeners to the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910, and FM 102 in Tampa, Florida. According to published reports, the state of California's legislature is poised to approve one of the most serious attacks against freedom of speech ever contemplated in U.S. history this week. 
The legislation would place the state in an Orwellian society by the enactment of California Assembly Bill 2943. Join me to talk about the bill, what it is, what will happen if it's actually passed, and why every one of us as freedom-loving Americans ought to be concerned about it. Focus on the family's Jeff Johnston, who works at Focus as an issues analyst, researching and writing about a variety of subjects relating to marriage, homosexuality, gender, and healthy sexuality, and more. He himself bringing his own background, I should say, or struggle for years to reconcile his own Christian faith with his same-sex attractions and sexual addictions, but he found deliverance through the gospel and through a conference called Hope and Healing for the Homosexual some years ago back in San Diego. And since then, he has been working on behalf of the truth of God's intent for all of us in these areas. Jeff, it's an honor to welcome you to the show. Hi, Don. Thanks for having me on the broadcast. First, the bill itself, California State Assembly Bill 2943. What's it all about, and why should we be really concerned about it? Well, there's been a national push to pass bills that would ban therapy uh, for people who have same-sex attractions but want to deal with them in a Christian manner, or for people who have gender confusion but they want to deal with that in a Christian way. So uh, California passed that first bill Um, back in 2012, banning help for minors with unwanted same-sex attractions. And a lot of states have followed suit. Um, Washington, D.C. has a similar ban. And um, the state of Maryland just passed one recently, and it's going to the governor's desk. But this bill goes even further than that. Um, What it does is it adds to the California fraud statutes Um, Any advertising or any help for people with unwanted homosexuality or unwanted transgender issues. So if you're a counselor and somebody comes to you and says, you know, I'm a Christian, I have these same-sex attractions, can you help me? Um, You wouldn't be able to say to them, yeah, I can help you with those. I can help you look at some root issues and help you deal with your behaviors and your identity and things like that. Or if you're a... um, a Christian ministry that helps those with unwanted same-sex attractions, or even a a college where you have a counseling program. Um, No more could people offer books or other resources for those with unwanted same-sex attractions as well. Those would be outlawed. Well, they're not exactly outlawed, but what it does is it opens the floodgates for lawsuits to take place. And if you offered that kind of help, either the state or an individual could take you to court for it under this Consumer Fraud Act. So it's a really um, egregious attack on both free speech and religious freedom. As a matter of fact, you mentioned the books, and in uh, Jenna Ellis's column at Washington Examiner, she says Christian bookstore could be sued for carrying a book such as Ryan T. Anderson's latest, When Harry Became Sally, solely because the message conflicts with the uh, agenda of the LGBT, and uh, this bill would uh, give premise or basis for suing the bookstore, wouldn't it? That's right. Um, You you know, we have friends in ministry who have written books where they tell their story about leaving homosexuality. People like Andy Comiskey and Joe Dallas and Mario Bergner, folks like that, have told their stories. And they've offered help for people who have same-sex attractions but want to live in line with God's design for our sexuality. And those books, if you sold them at a bookstore— or advertise them, or even if you sold them online. Like we have books that are focused on the family uh, online bookstore that we sell to people in California. Um, You could be vulnerable to a lawsuit from either the state attorney general of California or individuals in that state. 
And I find it interesting, you alluded to it uh, a moment ago, uh, Jeff, that invariably those forces on the left that are so aggressive and sadly so successful thus far in some of these areas, they don't go after the whole issue at once. They do it incrementally. As you've just mentioned, they've started and already gotten some laws passed, but now this carries it much, much further, doesn't it? That's right. Um, They started with um, laws to ban counseling for minors who might have unwanted same-sex attractions or say you're a minor and you were sexually abused and that that's left you confused about your sexual identity um, you couldn't help a minor with that in certain states like california or um, washington dc washington state different states like that but now they're broadening it so that any kind of speech any kind of advertising Um, If you were to put on a Christian conference in California and you were to talk about God's design for sexuality and say that there was hope for people with same-sex attractions, um, you could be liable under this new law, AB 2943, if it passes through the legislature there. We're going to take a break, come back and talk further with Jeff about this very important issue. It's uh, one of those issues that affects us, perhaps not directly right now. You say, I don't live in California, but you know often what happens on any level in uh, any state can have implications and often does throughout the country eventually. We're going to talk more about it in a moment. When we come back, I'm going to ask Jeff, what is the sentiment so far, the grassroots sentiment in California about this move and what are the chances of its passing? We'll get to that and more. Stay with us. Mr. Sparky, we're on time, you'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Tires worn out, not only are you going to pay for a new set plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. We're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888. Sparky. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky. Having debt does put stress on a marriage, on your health. It just starts mounting up, especially with the interest. It just goes up. So I could definitely see there was stress in Lindsay, and that would spill over into our relationship and, and how we related to each other. Ben and Lindsay called nonprofit Christian credit counselors to stop the creditor calls, lower their interest rate, and get one monthly payment they could afford. Our situation's definitely improved, and it's such a difference to not borrow to get things and you actually save to get them. It's a liberating feeling. At Christian Credit Counselors, your freedom from debt is their number one priority. On average, their clients become debt-free up to 80% faster. It's definitely freedom. See how much Christian Credit Counselors can save you. Call a personal credit counselor for your free no-obligation debt analysis. Call 800-557-1985. Your journey to financial freedom begins now. Call 800-557-1985 or visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. ChristianCreditCounselors.org. Call 800-557-1985. 
Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. Starting Balance of Nature, I felt it the first month. I felt different. It made such a difference that now I wake up, my head feels clearer, I have more energy. Very rarely does my body cramp up anymore. It's the best thing. It's just amazing. I, I, I don't know what to say. I just would <laughs> not be what I am today if I didn't start Balance of Nature. I'm planning on taking this the rest of my life because... Until I started taking your stuff, I never took as many fruits and vegetables in a day as as I get through you guys. You know, I'm very, very, very satisfied. My pain and my it went away. I I I swear to you that that's the truth. <laughs> when you call, use discount code now, and we'll take thirty five percent off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code now. Don Crow Show on WABA talking with Jeff Johnston, issues analyst at Focus on the Family. Of course, you know their website, focusonthefamily.org. Check his work out and that of his colleagues also. And uh, Jeff, uh, talk, if you would, about uh, this uh, situation in California uh, as to where it is now and what the likelihood is of uh, its uh, successful passage in the legislature. Is there strong grassroots opposition to it or for it? Which? which? Well, there has been a lot of opposition to the legislation. Um, There's been some big churches in California that have ministries to people with unwanted homosexuality or unwanted transgender issues, and they've spoken out against it, and they've gotten their people to write letters and call the legislature about this. But to be honest with you, it has sailed through two committees um, without any, you know, great opposition in terms of legislators. Um, The Democrats in California have a supermajority, which means that they can do pretty much whatever they want there. Um, So it looks like it's going to sail through the Assembly, and then it will go to the Senate, and if it passes there, it would go to uh, Governor Jerry Brown's desk. Um, My hunch is that it will pass, but that it will be um, attacked almost immediately by lawsuits and court cases, and so it might get tied up in the courts for a long time. Our friends at uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom have opposed this legislation as well as a number of other um, Christian uh, and free speech uh, legal organizations. And so we, we're weighing in against it, but because they have such a majority, um, I'm afraid it might pass through the legislature. 
If you would share a bit of your own story, I know you do that. You were a young intern, I believe, at a church in San Diego, dealing with your own struggles in this regard when a a conference, I assume sponsored by a church, really was part of the answer for you. And I know you've since uh, for years been sharing your story with churches and uh, schools and so on. Uh, So talk about uh, how churches can really effectively deal with this, because I'm sure it's not an isolated problem by any means. No, no. There's a, a number of people who struggle with, uh, you know, a variety of sexual issues, including homosexuality. And the church has been um, probably within the last 30 or 40 years one of the places where they go to get a lot of help for that issue. Um, in my own case, I grew up a, in a Christian home and in the church and struggled with same-sex attractions and with some other sexual issues. And it wasn't until I was in my mid-20s that I went to that conference that you mentioned and found out that there were people who had left homosexuality. Um, At that point, people were talking a lot about being born gay, and so I was questioning my whole identity, and does this mean this is who I am? But within a week of that conference, I was going to a support group and reading books on this issue, and I was seeing a Christian counselor. Now, I thought, you know, I'll, I'll go to this stuff for about six weeks, and then I'll be healed, and then I'll move on with my life. And my counselor kind of laughed at that and said, well, let, let's just keep coming and see how long it takes. But he really helped me unpack a number of issues in my life, things from my past, um, some beliefs that I had that were false. Um, I learned how to get in touch with my feelings and figure out, figure out what was going on inside. And I learned what some of the drivers were for my same-sex attractions. And so it was his help along with – Um, a great deal of help from some friends in the church who loved me and walked alongside of me out of, and, and, and they walked, helped walk, walk me out of homosexuality. And I I look at somebody today who's struggling and all they would hear right now is that, no, you can't change. And if this bill in California passes, they'll hear, uh, it would be illegal for me to help you try to change your attractions, your identity, your behavior, um, any, anything about your, your life that's connected to homosexuality. And so this really puts up walls for younger people who are struggling with this issue and might not realize, hey, there's, there's some of us that have walked out of this. Now, it's not easy and it's not simple and it's not, you know, just uh, uh, like that. It takes some time and effort and energy. But I know a lot of people who have dealt with same-sex attractions and transgender issues and are living the way that God intends us to live. And we know that he designed our sexualities um, so that it would be within the context of marriage between one man and one woman. But today there's so much confusion out there that a lot of Christian kids are confused about this issue, and strugglers are confused about this issue as well. And and laws like this really um, hamper those who are wanting to find help for their unwanted homosexuality. And I would say uh, I think you'd agree (laughs) Uh, homosexual struggles are their own, but certainly many people uh, have been caught in the bondage of heterosexual sin and, uh, uh, you know, misconduct, if you will, or not living according to God's pattern. And it not, hasn't always been easy for them to break that uh, hold either, but it takes the power of the gospel and the power of compassionate, uh, caring people to help them out of those things as well, pornography and other things. Am I right? That's right. I mean, we know that many, many people in the church are struggling with these issues, and 
um, the Me Too movement where all these allegations about sexual abuse and sexual harassment have come out is just kind of open the door on a lot of these things. We know that there are a lot of Christians that struggle with sexual issues. And imagine the state coming down and saying, no, you can't get help for whatever your sexual issue is. Well, that's what they're trying to do in California and in other states with regard to homosexuality and transgenderism. And it's not easy. Um, but it's one of the things that Jesus and the gospel talk clearly about. Um, in the Sermon on the Mount and other places, Christ talked clearly about about lust and about, um, and then Scripture talks about the power to overcome these things through the gospel. Um, and a lot of times Christian counseling can be a big part of that and be a big help for people. We have one more break. We'll come back, Jeff, and wrap it up. I have a couple other questions I want to have uh, your thoughts regarding. Jeff Johnston with me, Issues Analyst at Focus on the Family. Our particular focus topic, if you will, today is California Assembly Bill 2943 and uh, the larger issue of its implications if it passes there, which, well, it may, from everything we're seeing and hearing, probably will. But beyond that, the implications for all of us, other states, including right here in our own area. We'll get back with more in a moment. Strength throughout the day. Weekdays at 1 p.m., it's Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Now, if I'm trying to win in the game of life, and God is the way, the truth, and the one, life, how can I win outside of Him? And at 1.30, Turning Point with David Jeremiah. Men and women, I believe we're living in an age where Jesus is standing at the door of the church and He's knocking. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Hi, this is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. I want to remind you that every day from 9 to noon, Financial Issues, we're going to take your financial questions. You're going to hear about the economy. You're going to hear a little bit about politics as it relates to the economy and your ability to be a good steward of all that God has given you. Financial Issues with Dan Celia. Weekdays, 9 to noon, on our sister station, AM 1380, The Biz. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. President Trump is hosting Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe this week in Florida. The meeting comes amid growing strain between the two countries over the president's upcoming meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, as well as the U.S. push for new tariffs. The White House says meetings today and a round of golf tomorrow. Forecasters warning of dangerous, life-threatening wildfire conditions in parts of the southwest and southern plains throughout this evening as firefighters in rural Oklahoma. Oklahoma battled blazes that have killed at least two people so far. National Weather Service meteorologist Todd Lindley says forecasters are warning of dangerous fire conditions from Colorado to Texas, including uh, Kansas, New Mexico, again, Oklahoma. Texas and Colorado. The stock market today, the Dow ending up 214 to 24,787. NASDAQ up 125, S&P up 29. You're listening to SRN News. A federal court has struck down President Trump's new ban on transgender people in the military, but one legal expert says Mr. Trump is well within his authority. I'm hopeful that if the lower courts don't understand that, that at least if it goes to the Supreme Court, that the Supreme Court will say, yes, this is within the power of the president. But Peter Sprigg of the Family Research Council adds... Transgender activists will not be satisfied with this policy and 
will continue to fight against it um, with with all their strength. Most legal analysts believe the case will eventually wind up before the Supreme Court. Two Christian pastors amongst those freed from prison today by the government of Myanmar. The amnesty coincides with the country's traditional New Year's celebrations and affects about 8,500 people. The two clergymen are members of the Kashin minority and were freed from prison in northern Myanmar. They are Baptists and were reportedly in prison for helping journalists report on a government airstrike that destroyed a church in November. This is SRN News. Two top military leaders offer their views on current threats to the U.S. Correspondent Linda Kenyon has more on the story. Admiral Philip Davidson gives the Senate Armed Services Committee his take on current threats. North Korea has rapidly advanced its unlawful nuclear weapon and ballistic missile programs. China continues to improve both the size and the capability of its armed forces and hopes to supplant the United States as the security partner of choice. General Terence O'Shaughnessy echoes those sentiments and says he stands ready to confront those threats. Our nation's ballistic missile defense capability has never been more important. Both military leaders made their comments during their hearing for reappointment to head the U.S. Pacific Command and the U.S. Northern Command. Linda Kenyon, Washington. Last-minute filers got a surprise on tax day. The IRS websites to make payments and use other key services were down, but you still have to pay your taxes. That postmark must say the 17th. The agency had no immediate explanation. This is SRN News. Bible Line with Pastor Ralph Yankee Arnold. They don't know the Son. They don't know the truth of the gospel, how to be saved. They don't know God loves them. So God... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.